Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. All right, recording a little bit late here today for uh, Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World, because I had to wrap up. I had to wait for somebody to show up for uh, fingerprinting, which I needed to do for my third endeavor. It's required for a license that they need to have. And this is the only gentleman who was willing to show up. Um, that's really got on my nerves because I'm like, I don't know why I, I called like 30 different entities. And of them, I only had two hits, him being one of them. The other one was a lady who said, quote, I'll see you then for a certain time. And then when she didn't show up, she emailed back and said, well, we didn't confirm the appointment deep, deep. And of course, anybody, if again, if anybody's listening to this that knows me from childhood, they know that there's certain things I really can't stand. And that's one of them. It's when you just lie through your teeth, just straight lie. But this guy was good enough. He got, he showed up right on time. Like he said he would, and we got this nonsense done. So it apparently, as I talk to the contact, is the last step for this. So I have to get that shipped off to them tomorrow. And then that one should be starting next week, Monday. So then that'll be the third uh, endeavor. And then the, as I mentioned, or I, I haven't updated you guys, have I? The first endeavor is what it is. I'm not getting paid when I want to get paid, but the rate is, you know. The second endeavor will start paying full throttle starting as of today. So I got the equipment and I've been online with them. And so that one's going to be... That one's going to be paying full on. Now, the weird thing about the, the second endeavor, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, and it'll be pretty much my update for today, I think, because I'm tired. Um, so they, I get on a call because, like I said, I'm on the laptop now. I get on the call, and they're going back and forth about silly stuff. It's important, but it's silly in the way they're going back and forth. And there's one lady there that's just basically complaining about everything. And I realize... And this is going to be a nightmare. Now, of course, I don't have to do anything with this. I'm really kind of their liaison to the vendor and chiming in and helping out where I need to and kind of helping make it as smooth as I can. But the reality is, is that the process that the vendor is going through is a necessary process. And I think they just frankly suck at communication is the core of the problem that they're, they're not talking the same language. That's part of it. And I tried to translate best I could. And I think the vendor understands, I'm, you know, I understand what you're trying to do. But the client is really hesitant and nervous. They think they were expecting something different than what they got. And there's a lot of just that chatter back and forth. And it's good that they're being cautious and they're asking the right questions. I think that it's just growing pains. And I, I do think that this was rushed. I saw some of the dates on the roadmap and it feels like they were kind of rushing things in. So for me, as somebody who works not only technology, but also business project management, you know, I have kind of a diverse set of skill sets. I, my summary assessment is that, you know, for me, I'm not really going to have to do much until probably Q2 of 2023. I'm going to be obviously in meetings, participating. I'm going to be listening in, chiming in every now and then. But for the most part, I won't have to actually do anything until roughly Q3 because that's when they're going to be having the bulk of the work done. There's 
things like the basic system um, that I'll, I'm aware of and everything and basic testing, which I'll help if needed, but it won't be a lot of hands-on involvement, which is actually kind of cool because I'm available for them should they need, but it's a lot less stress than the first client by far and away. With the first client, it's like, I'm doing a lot of work. It's very important work and it has a time urgency to it. We need to wrap it up uh, prior to December for sure. And there's just a lot to do because I'm having to essentially rewrite the whole thing. Not fun, but necessary because it's going to set them for success going forward. That's kind of my goal. I told them when I walked in, I want to add value for you guys. So that one's important work for sure. It's just, it's tedious. And I have to deal with, you know, internal turmoil and stuff and my, you know, the contact not paying me as timely as I'd like to. So the gap of the payment will be filled by the second endeavor. So I'll be less, you know, picky about it, I guess, because it's a lot of money. This third one, of course, starts next week, Monday. That's the plan anyway, with the, me setting this in. And they're pretty much telling me that, yeah, it should be good to go once I get this in there. We need to get hardware uh, shipped over to me in preparation for getting getting all up and running. Hopefully they don't have too much time commitment, at least that's my hope, because I've got, again, my, my primary endeavor that eats up a lot of time, so I'll have to balance time left to right. And people have asked, it's like, how can you deal with three different clients at once? And the truth is, I don't feel, it doesn't feel like, like right now, it doesn't feel like there's two clients. It feels like I have one primary client that I'm doing work that's important, but it should have been done like months ago, but they kept fighting me and I had to fight past it. And it just so happened that a second opportunity showed up and I didn't mind taking it because they assured me that, yes, we see value in what you're going to bring to the table. There's not going to be much to do, but we like to have you on deck for answering these questions with the vendor. So I was pretty gung-ho. There's not been a lot of time commitment, but going forward, I just need to be available for them, but I get paid for the availability. And so that's all awesome. So now I'm looking at a bigger picture with the third one. I expect there's going to be a little bit more time investment, but I suspect there's going to be things like, you know, because it's full-time, HR onboarding and that kind of nonsense that has to be done um, that doesn't apply to the other two. Plus, I have to understand if they're going to want me to try to try to get me to do on-call, which I'm not going to do. So there's a lot of unanswered questions with the third one, but if it's just as smooth as they told me on the phone, then I'm just going to kind of roll with it and say, okay, if there's a project needs to get done, just give me the outcome and I'll work it in as I do. They told me that they have quite a bit on deck and, you know, cloud services is coming into play. I don't know if that's a transition effort or if it's something they already have. So theirs is going to be pretty much starting from scratch, not from the sense of learning, but in the sense of compared to where I've been. The good thing about getting into the first endeavor back in May, which was, uh, that was, I don't want to use the term, but it was. It was a blessing in disguise, let's put it that way, for numerous reasons that I won't go into here. Suffice it to say, getting that, getting that endeavor kept me off the streets, I'll put it like that. The other part of this is that getting the second one will help get me back to where I was before the pandemic. That's my goal. Get, the third one is kind of icing on the cake. It's kind of just extra money that I can use to expedite getting the heck out of Nevada. I've said that before. Well, the reason that I'm so committed now and working multiple just makes sense for me. With my first endeavor, it's, it's like as I'm in meetings, I'm talking or listening or whatnot, it, it's clear and apparent to me that their thought processes are just different. They're, 
the best analogy I can think of is I'm driving at 80 miles an hour. Everybody else is driving at 60. The speed limit is actually 80, but everybody else is afraid of getting in an accident. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm driving the 80 because that's the speed limit. And so now I'm weaving and navigating traffic somewhat effortlessly because I can anticipate what's going to happen. I can anticipate when they say something. I can anticipate when they're going to ask me for something. I can anticipate their questions. I can even anticipate the solution to some degree. Then you run into this, you know, where there's a deadline, right? And you have to figure out how to make the solution work within a deadline. That's a challenge not many people have that they've been able to solve, right? They can't, they are not able to, what I call self-actualize, to force themselves to make all of that work. And so some organizations, they get bogged down in protocol. You know, you have to do everything in a methodical order. There's nothing wrong with law and order, right? But you can't, sometimes you can't mix speed and completion deadlines, right? You, you have to kind of balance to toe the line. And I perfected this art. Well, I had been out of this software for a couple of years, as in not hands-on with it. I'd been out for a while. And so I was a slight bit rusty, but not too bad. And I was slightly concerned, but not a lot, about getting back in the groove of where I used to be. I would argue that now, as I look at it, what I'm doing, I would argue that I'm even better than I was back in 2020 when I had uh, the clients I had and early or late 2019. I would argue that I've improved even beyond that from a just a creativity perspective, being able to creatively think of solutions out of the box. I think I'm bar none above and beyond where I used to be. And that, that right there, realizing you don't have a glass ceiling, that, that aha of, I just don't have a glass ceiling. It just, it's pushing myself. I don't see people around me, the workspace, having that same drive, that same motivation, that same passion to push themselves. Many people just simply need to be told what to do. That's fine. Some people are just doers, like a blue collar worker. Not a problem. I'm saying that that means that I come in under unique perspective and I have to level set that it's not that you're going to force me to just follow orders. I'll figure out what I need to do to meet your outcomes. Just stay off my back and you'll watch me work. And that's a paradigm shift, but I have to kind of force it. That's what happened with the first client. And that's why it took months when I told you it took months for me to get to the point like we are now where progress is being made, it's because I had to get them to understand I am a master of my craft. It is what it is. But it took months, folks, to get to this point of actual progress made. Well, if they had embraced it from square one, I was in there in May. If I was in there from square one, all of this stuff would have been done and it would have been a much smoother transition to the solutions they're trying to introduce now. But now we're trying to play catch up because certain people are gone, certain people are kind of pushed out of the way and now we're making some progress, but then I bump up against the second client. Fortunately, to my detriment, but fortunately, they all the onboarding was messed up, which bought me a little time, right? And then the third one came around, and I initially wasn't going to accept it, but it came out of clear blue. They seemed to be amenable to work with me. It's not exactly how much I wanted to make, but I wasn't too bothered about it. And it was an opportunity to get into an industry I hadn't done before. So to the question, I'll circle back, of well, why? Why three? How three? It's because I get bored often, especially if I'm doing the same thing for the same people for the same reasons, and there doesn't seem to be a change or a shift. I get bored, and I want to see different perspectives. One thing I tell people that I've worked with or mentored or tutored, whatever, 
is you want to distract yourself. If you stare at something for hours on end, trying to figure something out, what tends to happen all too often is you'll get stuck. It's like a short circuit and you can't get past it. And it's usually something silly, stupid that you're just overlooking because you're too busy focusing on it. But if you just distract yourself, go do something else. So let's say you are on your job and you're trying to figure something out and it's just eluding you. My call to action here is step away from it. Do something else. Do anything else that has nothing to do with it. Distract yourself. In the workplace, they try to do breaks and lunch. I don't think that's really the answer because sometimes you go to sometimes you don't go to break, which is bad. Or sometimes you go to break and you're still thinking about the problem, which is bad. Or you go to lunch or sometimes you don't take lunch and you might even still think about the problem. That's bad. What I'm saying is do something else. Literally something else, whether it's a different assignment, that's fine. Go work out, that's fine. Do something else where you purposely don't think about the problem. What you'll find is that if you do this enough and you could train yourself to get in that groove, not to get fixated on solving a problem. Rather, when you realize that you've hit an impasse and it's taking you longer than you think it should, to solve said problem, step away from it. Go do something else. Come back and what you're going to find it's that, aha, it's really that simple. I was overlooking something silly, stupid. This also works very well when it comes to sleep. If you can force yourself to do this, let's say that it's something you've been working on for a day, right? And you can't get past it. You're off the clock. Don't, don't over, don't work over the clock, please. But you're off the clock process exactly what the problem is. So dumb down the problem into a simple something, go to sleep. When you wake up, the moment you wake up, look at the problem. And you'll find it, for whatever reason, you're able to think of different things that you never thought of before, that you were hung up on before, are now those blocks are out of your way. And you're realizing, hey, there's something, other things I can try that might just solve this problem. All because you distracted yourself, whether it's with sleep or work or, you know, some other task, rather, or working out at the gym, something else that is purposely distracting you. Well, in this that I'm dealing with the multiple endeavors, that's what I that's what I use them for. That's how I benefit from them is getting away from the, the nonsense of the first endeavor. I can spin over to the second endeavor, kind of spend some time over there, focus on there until I see that they're kind of going haywire in some meeting, spin over ideally to the third endeavor, realize that there's some task, I can get the work done, deliver it to the users, wait for user feedback, go back to the first endeavor and so on. I'm not suggesting everybody can do that because I know that it takes a bit of, takes a certain constitution and a level of diligence. You have to self-actualize yourself. You have to self-actualize. You have to say, this is what I'm going to do and push yourself and don't accept can't because once you accept can't, it becomes easier to accept can't over going forward. So I'm just simply recommending, think about that. As people wonder, and I tell the story about the multiple endeavors, it's, it's not something I'm saying is easy. I'm saying that it's doable. Anybody could feasibly do it. Certainly, it's not a fit for everyone. But if you have that where you're trying to do that, whether that is, whether that's a, you just want to drive Uber on the side or you want to do, you know, sewing or something on the side, whatever, mixing your hobby and your job, you know, learning a new craft, learning how to do, play music or learning how to paint, something where you want to do multiple different things. It's actually good. It's actually healthy to do something different than just the grind every day. And if you do the grind, it actually helps you to do different types of grind. Don't just focus on one problem and fixate on it because 
your brain starts to shut down and you don't realize it. So learn to distract yourself. Learn. I'm not suggesting multitask it like all the way juggling. I'm saying learn to do something else. Learn to get away from a problem and come back at it later. Force yourself to get up and go away from it. Don't think about it. Don't even worry about it. And here's the thing. If your boss is one of those that's going to hammer you because you're not just sitting in the cubicle eight hours a day, you probably shouldn't want to work at that job. Because if your boss cared about you, they should want you to do what I'm telling you to do, which is always be focused on your own mental health. And to do this, that means you should not be staring and fixating at problems endlessly. When you hit an impasse, get up, distract yourself, do something else. Ideals will start flowing. A good boss is going to celebrate that because it means you're more productive and you're showing it. You are free to obviously ignore what I just said. No problem. I'm saying in response to the question, how and why are there multiple endeavors? It's because I use them for that distraction. It's different challenges and there's multiple of them. And I just happen to be good at my craft where I can balance between them. As long as they don't ask me to be in stupid meetings that don't have any value, right? If it's like, let's have a meeting to discuss the other meeting we had the other day and have a meeting to plan the next meeting. As long as I'm not in stupid, silly meetings, that's to the first client's credit. Now, they don't have hardly any stupid, silly meetings. Every meeting has some intrinsic value. Don't mind being there. With the second one, are the meetings stupid? No. Do I need to be there? No. But it's good that I am to kind of hear in what's being communicated and chime in as necessary, so I'm adding value. With the third one, if it's, yeah, we meet in the, in the morning, and then we meet again, and then we meet again, and we meet again, and you only got four hours to do work, I'd have to have a sit down and just say, look, this isn't working. I'm going to decline these meetings. If there's something where I specifically am needed, I'm happy to sit in, but these meetings are not effective use of my time. So I want to maximize work time. So I'm going to respectfully decline these meetings. Send me an email after the fact that there's something you need me to do. If they don't like it, I'll just quit. <laughs> because that's the flexibility as well of having multiple endeavors is the ability to quit. Because some of you may not have that flexibility and you want to make sure you have a roof over your head food on your table. You don't necessarily have the control of the situation. So for me, having the multiple options empowers me to be able to literally quit. Two, I tried this before having two clients and I was able to quit one, right? But the other one dropped. And so then I was left with nothing. But three, that's a different ball game. Now I have a little bit more power, a little bit more control. And that's what appeals to me personally. In closing, I'll say this. This has been a very challenging couple of weeks simply because a lot of things are in motion. I believe they're good things, at least for now. We are potentially seeing another outbreak of COVID-19. We have to see what that looks like. We are seeing that there's a little bit of spikes in areas and we're seeing that there's the, and it's not just the people that have not gotten the jab, by the way, it's everybody. So we don't know if there's going to be more I don't think we're going to see lockdowns, but we are going to see more disruption, I guess is the best way to put it, in people's lives. And the one thing I never want to do again, because that was the vast majority of 2021 for me, is go long spans of time with no income as far as money coming in. Having savings is a different thing, but not having any income I think is unacceptable because I frankly don't trust our government to look out for people when companies are making stupid, silly decisions. Fortunately, these three seem to be making the right choices for the right reasons. I can't count it on them constantly doing so. Could be that they stop doing so 
and I figured I'll just juggle multiple things in the air until I make enough that I don't have to worry about it. And there's other things happening behind the scenes, such as the podcast and me talking to you guys and the Crypto Talk Radio and the Triad that we just launched. So I have a lot of things that are in, in motion because I've recognized, thanks to 2021's disruption, I can't just sit still. I have to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, and push myself harder than I've ever pushed before. Especially because I know I can't, I have no guarantee of how much longer I'm around. Yes, so I have to just keep pushing so that I can get to the point where I don't have to think about money or inflation or bills or any of this. I don't have to worry about anything. I can just enjoy life and enjoy where I live and enjoy my situation. I'm not quite there yet. That's what I'm pushing for. That's my motivation is to get to where I can enjoy life again as I used to do. But I also, as I said in one of the past episodes, I also want to try to help out some people that tried to help me at one point in the past and were good to me at points in the past and try to help them as well. And that simply means I've got to use every part of what I'm doing, but also maintain my control of the situation not allow any employer to dictate any terms to me that are not acceptable, not allow the government to dictate terms to me that are not acceptable, and simply allow me to pursue life, liberty, and happiness in my own space, my own way. And it starts with getting ahead of everybody else, using what I know, using what I can do, which is virtually anything, and continue growing and learning and developing. I'm not suggesting, I'll repeat it, I'm not suggesting anything I'm saying is easy. It's actually not easy. It's actually very difficult, and it took time. It took time to develop to a point of confidence. The confidence, though, is the key, as I've told people that I've mentored or has reported to me. It's more about confidence than competence. It's more about what you believe you can do than what you know how to do, because you can always learn. You can always learn. Even those that are learning deficient, it may take them longer, but they can still learn. Confidence is the key, though. The confidence can't really be taught. Confidence is something that comes within. It comes from being able to take risks. It comes from being brave enough to accept failure. It comes from recognizing that there's more to you. And if you don't push simply because you're not that person, you're okay living in your own skin, great. I'm not saying that you should change. I'm saying that you'll find that there's more to you. If you're willing to go find the rest of you, you'll find that you get more out of life if you find the rest of you because chances are you've only tapped into 20, maybe 30% of what your potential is. Are you okay leaving behind the other 70%, 80% of potential? If you are, fine. But if you're not and you realize there's probably more, it starts with pushing yourself to learn what you don't know to figure out ways to solve problems, but also minimize your time investment. Don't allow people to abuse you. Don't allow people to mistreat you. Don't allow people to lie to you. Sometimes you can't know. And don't allow employers to take, basically take advantage of you, which many of them like to do. That's also hard to detect. And it's hard to, it's hard to be brave enough to fight back. But I think time has taught me that if I were younger and I'd fought back when I should have, I probably would be in a better situation now. That's not a regret. It's a reflect. It's reflecting on I should have pushed back years ago and simply not accepted garbage. Back during a time when it was easier to get into a different job, I should have fought back. And I didn't. I just rolled with it and got, in some cases, rolled over 
which made it harder for me. And then I had to recover. I'm still in that recovery mode even now. But now I have, I'm now empowered with knowledge that I lacked before to use and push forward. And I'm saying, I believe every single person listening here has the same potential locked somewhere inside. The question is only whether you want to unleash it or not, or if you're happy with who you are, both are acceptable options. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.